0: You're tuned in to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM. Welcome to another episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs by Recruit CRM and today I have with me Louise Archer and Hi Sean. Louise is very unique because Louise doesn't exactly run a recruitment business but but she helps recruitment firms move to a pure play retained search model and helps them you know drive operational operational efficiencies that way so mm-hmm. Louis, just to get started before we go deep into what you do can you just tell us a little more about you like you know how, where were you where did you grow up where were you born where did you go to school and how mm-hmm. did you end up in the awesome world of recruitment
1: <laughs> thanks Sean um so I was born in the UK. Um, I grew up in the UK. Uh, I went to school in the UK. Uh, very good school. I was very lucky, very privileged, I guess. My parents worked really, really hard to, to put us through, me and my brother through really good school.
0: Which part of the UK?
1: In the Northwest, uh, just outside Manchester. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. Um I didn't like the UK very much though. I was desperate to leave and uh I left at about 19 and wow. I didn't go to university because I enjoyed my overseas travels quite a lot. Uh I went and did a ski season and and then a summer season and yeah, had a good time. Um but I did end up in recruitment because my mum ran her own agency. As I know, um, it was similar for you, Sean, too, with your father. So it was always inevitable, I think. And my first job was actually in her agency as a candidate controller, which I always think is a great job title. Um, what
0: did you do as a candidate controller? <laughs>
1: so it was a secretarial temps agency and I had to, um, well, control candidates. So um, I had to let them in, interview them, uh, test them and and then kind of market them out to the consultants to try and uh, get get them placed and help the consultants identify the right ones.
0: And how old were you when you got, when you did this? The
1: first, I mean, I used to do, I used to file CVs in the summer holidays when I was sort of, you know, 10, 11. Um, But but I think that I used to listen to what was going on and, um, you know, Were you
0: getting paid back then? Because I don't think that's... Not back then.
1: No, no. But but the first job, God, I must've been about 16, 17. um, And I was, I was actually working in, you know, in the holidays. And then I got that job full time at about... 1819 cool so cool. Yeah. yeah it was good it was great fun um learned an awful lot about you know the world of recruitment and it was very fast paced and that took me into um my next position which was with Hudson HR it was TMP worldwide yeah
0: Looking back to when you were 16 17 how was the world yeah. different back then in terms of the tech you used? Oh
1: my god it was i mean you'll remember sean it was just a different world wasn't it there was um everybody smoked everybody smoked in the office yeah. um there was no um no computers. Uh, email it was a fax machine that you had wow. to you know kind of queue up for and 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 that was the only way to get the cvs through uh, to use the fax and if and if somebody was ringing in, on the fax number then you couldn't get the cv out um what else was it different i mean the databases that we used i remember the comments that we used to put on to, on people's files you know it wouldn't be allowed anymore you know if a candidate was i don't know you know not so good or um or rude or we could you know we could kind of just say whatever we, we liked and the database was a was a place which made us laugh all the time um, terribly very non-pc
0: and, and was the database an actual database or was it just...
1: It was, yeah. It was like an access database, you know, um, like with the black and then the green. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It was good, though. Um, Lots of Rolodexes. You know, we had um, all the clients were on a Rolodex on everybody's desks. Um, All the CVs were physical, so they were in massive wall of filing cabinets. And by the end of the day, there'd just be CVs everywhere because everyone would be pulling them out, you know. And at the end of the day, I had to file them all and and get them all back. If
0: there was like a fire, you would literally lose your database.
1: Lose everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy that that is literally crazy and and how did you and why did you decide to leave that job in in your in your mother's firm to to get out
1: um it was a small firm there was only you know five or six consultants and i guess i wanted to progress you know and i wanted to see the the lights of a bigger business and i had aspirations so i wanted to see how it was done in a bigger company at a higher level cuz these were you know envelope stuffers and warehouse workers and you know sometimes when we were short of candidates I used to go out into the streets with flyers like come on if you're not working there's a job here you know five pound an hour or whatever it was and that was you know real kind of grassroots so I wanted to work at a higher level and see a more senior end of the market
0: got it and then what was your second job like what what, what was the
1: so I moved to um A business called Hudson, which was TMP Worldwide, very big, global, still very big and very, very well regarded uh, firm now. And I joined their Manchester team in their HR department. So we hired uh, HR, uh, learning and development and internal recruitment professionals, um, only within the northwest of the UK, in a very small, you know, small region, a small market with a, you know, finite number of, of clients. And my remit was my remit was um HR, uh below uh, forty thousand pounds salary per year. Yeah. in the Northwest, only into manufacturing and distribution companies. Very, very specific. Really niche.
0: Yeah. That's that's yeah and and how was that how how was it was that?
1: brilliant it was absolutely brilliant what I, what was brilliant about it was not only did I learn and they formally train you at Hudson the training is fantastic you know the methods and the processes and the techniques that they teach you is just absolutely superb and of course their systems were were much better and you know email came in and all of that um but what it really taught me was HR and what is HR, you know, what role does it play within an organization and what what role does talent play within an organization?
0: Back then as like a young recruiter, did you guys have quotas or billing goals that you had to meet every month?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was very target driven. And my boss was was driven. You know it, female as well, which was you know quite unusual, I suppose, for that time, but um a lot of in fact most of the team was female. i think h r can be quite a female environment. I think we had one guy in the team, um but yeah, it was very driven. my targets at the time, I can't remember what my target i mean I used to smash my targets um I did really well, but it was only about I used to get like forty k a quarter uh so about 40,000 uh, per quarter so what's that 160,000 pounds billing a year that was
0: your billing quota back then
1: that was the billing for me i was at a low level i was still junior you know i was still a junior consultant
0: and, and so. so in a in a firm like this and and in general right right what would be the multiple like right in some firms in some regions uh companies expect consultants to make three times their base or four times their base or twice their base Right, uh, and and companies have different structures, right? Some companies have a draw, versus some have a guaranteed base salary, and then they get a commission on the sales. What, what was it? What was it like back then? Because this is this is.
1: Quite- I don't know. Do you know? I really don't remember. I, I it was a long time ago. <laughs> that was what was that? Twenty years ago? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. And so the next
0: question is like, how did you go? from all of this to starting your own business and what was your first was your first business the thing you're doing now where you're helping recruit yeah so this was yeah yeah and when did you start it
1: so i started this business um well the yeah the business in the shape it is now in may last year
0: wow so you're you're less than eight eight or ten months in
1: in in this model um up until then um for it it started to it starts it started to form about when would it have been two years before that okay maybe 18 months before that but it wasn't really a business what had happened was I'd left my last position which was ultimately I ended up in search I ended up with a a retained search business, um, and when I left that, I was on garden leave, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Okay. I knew I probably didn't want to work for anybody again, um, but I didn't want to set my own business up because both my parents had grown their own businesses, and I'd seen what it had done to them. You've seen it yourself, I'm sure, Sean. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's your it's your life, isn't it? And I I swore I would never do that, and uh but somebody contacted me I used to work with and said, um, look, I want I want you to come and help us. Um or come and work for us because we're not retained. We're we're completely contingent and uh we want you to come and turn us yeah. retained. And I sort of refused for quite a long time, but eventually um he, he just said, well, just come and do a few sessions. If you're not going to come and work for us, just uh, do a few sessions. So I did, I did some training for them and, so and the that's how that was born.
0: Uh, and so just so the people watching this understand your model a little more. So if, if someone watching wants, wants help or wants your services, how does the model work? Do you, do you take like a one-off fee to like help yeah. transform their business? Or is it like a per session? Like, w- w- how does that work?
1: So it's a course over the last uh, two and a half years, three years, I've basically developed a a training course that teaches you uh, from from beginning to end how to secure work on a retained basis instead of working on a no-win, no-fee. So the course is um, six weeks. It's delivered remotely. It's a one-off fee that's paid on commencement, and okay. it, it, you become a member for for life but the uh, the core learning i carry out which is a combination of coaching live coaching with me and also the core content which is held in the uh, learning portal
0: okay so there's a learning portal component of it and there's actually live sessions with you in this yeah
1: and yeah how, exactly how many
0: hours of training is this roughly Just it's rough. difficult
1: to say because it depends on the experience some um of the individuals that do the program have or are already working on a retained basis they just want to get better and some many of the individuals have no retained experience at all and therefore it takes longer but on average I say it's about four hours three to four hours a week for the first six weeks and then after that there's ongoing live support which is two hours a week which is optional got
0: it Perfect. And and how much would this cost, right? The six weeks.
1: So we sell it in two different ways. If you want a team to do the program, um, it's five thousand pounds, but you get six seats, so it works out at eight hundred and eighty pounds per person. Or if it's an individual and you just want one seat, I put together small groups every two weeks, and we run the program in small cohorts, and that's how the independent recruiters do it. Do it. It works really well, and that's two thousand pounds.
0: Brilliant. That's awesome and how, and how what what sort of traction or success have you seen with this model over the past year or two
1: wow it um yeah it's phenomenal i th- most of i was saying to to you before sure most of the individuals that come to me or teams that come to me know that they want to work on a retain basis they just don't know how to do it mm-hmm. and because what the course does and what i teach you is because i've done it myself you know i've switched from contingent to retain and i've learned how to do it myself and i've been running searches for myself for the last uh you know i don't know seven eight years and last year i did five searches myself you know i can I know how to do it. And so because it teaches people exactly how to do it, within week two or three, um, sometimes people are winning winning projects. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but uh, people get an incredible return on investment. I had an email the other day from one of the participants saying that he'd had – just won his first retained project. It was week three, and he'd returned the investment 18 times over in three weeks.
0: That's incredible. And, and how many people have you put through this program now? um just under 300 wow that's that's incredible in one year
1: uh not even one year we started um the first participant started at the end of may june wow that that and how are
0: you getting these people are you doing like a lot of advertising or like is it just a- <laughs>
1: We do a fair amount, but, um, I think I do, I do a lot of work on LinkedIn. I do monthly free webinars. So helping people see the benefits of working on a retained basis, helping people understand how, you know, as an overview and, and, you know, the change that it brings to your business. And that draws a lot of people in and, you know, they think that's a really interesting thing to do. You know, can you show me how to do it? Um we do put some money behind advertising in uh, on LinkedIn which is um like advertising the free webinars um, a lot of it comes through my LinkedIn organic profile um i guess I've, over the years i've built up quite a good you're, reputation
0: you're an influencer now right
1: <laughs> am i i don't know maybe
0: <laughs> like you know i'd like
1: to be <laughs> i'd like
0: to be cool, right? so you are becoming a brand yourself right and and and
1: yeah, I'm quite um, evangelistic about the retain model. You know, I, I worked for years and years and years on a contingent basis. And, you know, I fell out of love with recruitment because of the contingent model. And it wasn't until I learned that there was a different way of working that didn't need to be executive and it didn't need to be senior that, you know, I fell back in love with recruitment again. So I'm really evangelistic about helping other people do the same thing.
0: And Louise, what what's the what's the goal for the future now? Are you are you are you doing this solo today? Are you a one woman army?
1: No, well, I have a small team. Uh, so there's uh, myself, uh, Sarah, who does our digital um, head of digital, Claire, who's our customer success okay. manager, Annette, who does all the finance, um, and Ben, who does all our uh, editing and tech.
0: Are these all full time employees, or are these? No,
1: no, they're all. Um, well, I suppose partners at the moment. Understood. And and yeah.
0: what's like what's the goal in three years or two years? You
1: good want... question. Um, I would like to be, you know, the solution for moving from contingency retained. And I would like to be the one that people go to, huh?
0: And and so, have you guys set up an internal number where you want to train five thousand people or ten thousand people or doing? No,
1: thing? that's a good idea. No, I I think because it's so new, Sean, and we've, um, you know, we've only really just started, you know, getting going. Um, that We didn't know, we don't know what the potential is. And we don't know, we didn't know what the market was like, or the hunger for it. And only in the last probably two months, we've started um, putting international, you know, clients through the course. So now we've got Teams in New Zealand, Australia, Singapore, uh, Qatar, Dubai, Saudi Arabia—you um, know—out into uh, Canada, North America, South America, Africa, and it's yeah. only really in the last kind of you know eight weeks really that it's opened my eyes to the opportunity. No, so I don't really know what 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 the future Absolutely. is. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's awesome. That's
0: awesome, and, and and super super excited about this because. Uh, recruitment is one of those few businesses where the core contingent model isn't set up right Mm. because you literally have you know some companies abusing it where they give out the same job to five eight ten you know firms and literally have them fight it out like mongrel yeah
1: but as a client you know why not you know it's no it's no it's free you know and they think that that's probably the best way to go about it right they don't necessarily know any different
0: of course and but but the the problem is over time it just it just dilutes the quality of the industry because then everyone is just trying to you
1: know absolutely uh,
0: proverbially uh, throw shit at the wall and see what sticks
1: Mm, exactly
0: versus actually spending time finding the right person for the right role yes Um, but 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 going going back into like your story of doing this business right obviously would you say you're profitable the first year that you've been live?
1: Uh, Well, yes, we only launched the the course. I've been running the course for about two years face to face only because, uh, you know, that one session, those few sessions that I did all those years ago, three years ago, worked and somebody said, you know what you just did for them? Well, can you do that for me? And then someone else said, hey, I heard about what you did for them. Can you come and do that for me? And so the face-to-face work that I did increased and I found that I was, you know, getting on a plane to go and deliver sessions in the That's US crazy. and in Europe.
0: And and how did the economics change? Because now you obviously said you charge 5k to do this. Like
1: Yeah. Oh, it's like when how? I was delivering this face-to-face, you know, it was... Say fifteen grand to go through fifteen thousand pounds to go, you know, for me to get them to the stage that I can get them now with only, you know, five or even two thousand. It's massively reduced the cost.
0: Yeah, because it takes so much energy, right? For you yeah. to really travel and go and meet them and shake hands and go to their boardroom and do. A yeah,
1: and and it goes in so much better because what I've done is, um, I've recorded it all to video in exactly the same way that I would do it in the classroom. It's recorded face-to-face with a film crew. You know, it's really nicely presented. The the team that did it is amazing. But I've broken it down into a series of short videos. So instead of sitting in a classroom all day and trying to absorb all the information, you just watch a series of short videos and it's animated and and just finding that it's going in so much better. So it takes people less time. It takes me less time. It's more cost-effective and it's incredibly effective so the model has completely changed
0: and and, uh one of the things we'll do is we'll actually include the link to your uh, oh thank you free webinars i think you said you run free webinars yeah
1: free webinars every month yeah
0: you'll add that link on this on this podcast so if anyone watching is interested they can click on it and learn fabulous
1: yeah it'd be really useful for people to watch them yeah hopefully and then and then maybe maybe you'll actually get some of our (laughs) clients and hopefully okay,
0: we make more money uh, moving to a retained model, right? We just want our clients to make more money. Uh, but uh, go, going on, just a few closing questions now, right? Mm. Uh, because you've talked to a lot of these firms that are, that are now moving or transitioning uh, mm. from a contingent to a retained model, mm. obviously we can't like, you can't do the entire course in a minute. But if, if you had to say the two or three big changes a firm can make in their approach, what would they be? to move to a retail model? What's, what's some of the basic stuff that people just don't do that they should?
1: Um, explain to their clients that in order to deliver the, um, in order to apply the time and the resources necessary to make sure that you can reach a result, it's necessary to uh, to have some financial commitment from the client that's the biggest the biggest message that i can send to, to people working on a contingent basis right now
0: you have to say that you need to tell your clients that they need to be aligned with you and Financially so that you're both on the same boat and you're both trying to achieve the same thing
1: well I think it's it what my explanation is kind of touches on what you said before about clients thinking that they're going to get the best service by putting it out to eight different agencies and actually what happens is you get the reverse of that you actually dilute the effort that you get from every agency because it goes to the bottom of everybody's list yep. and so the biggest you know piece of advice that I can give to your clients is educating their clients that that is what happens when they go out to multiple agencies and that it isn't the solution for getting a the best service or b the best result and actually whether it's them or whether it's somebody else that they choose finding a partner that has the expertise and is going to apply the time and resources necessary and importantly to commit to working with them until they reach a result requires some financial commitment in order to do that but it doesn't need to cost any more. You don't need to charge your clients any more for working on a retained basis. It's just a change in model, in payment model. Yeah, it's just the
0: time they're paying you, right, versus, versus, versus the amount they're paying you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah some some financial commitment at, on commencement of the project allows us to apply a robust process and importantly to commit until it's filled and that is the biggest difference so if your clients can ask you know their clients for that and to explain that to them then that's my biggest takeaway
0: And you normally also get your get your clients to like maybe put a money back guarantee in their in their product so if they take you, up front and-
1: sometimes, only as a last resort, though, um, if you've pitched retained properly and you've pitched it well, then you shouldn't need to do that. And that's what I teach people how to do. Um, I don't advise having a reimbursable retained service because you might as well be working contingently. There's no point in taking that financial commitment if your intention is to reimburse it at the drop of a hat.
0: Yep. Totally makes sense. I I, I I like how confident you are about the retained model. I think every <laughs> Right? I think sometimes just pe- people are just scared to ask. Right?
1: I think they are, but but the problem, the reason they're scared to ask is because they don't know what the benefit is to the client.
0: Yeah.
1: They think that it's only a benefit to them. But it's not. It's, that's not, true. it's not. Because in return for that commitment you can commit to working with that client until the position is filled. And you can't do that on a contingent basis. And that's what the client buys. The client will buy your commitment and your expertise to stand by them until that position is filled.
0: Brilliant. Love it. I, I think this session, is, this session is going to be useful to people. I that, hope so. I cause, hope so. Because we we have a lot of clients that both do executive search and some do retain uh, and some do most do contingency. And we just see the amount of stress that's less, yeah. When, when you know, you don't have to worry about like desperately closing a position and waiting to get paid on an invoice because it
1: just exactly, yeah, just
0: spoils your life. Uh, yeah. But,
1: <laughs> yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> so, so to finish up, right? that This was a great session. To finish up, two final questions. Okay. One is: very, where, where are you in life right now? Are you married? Do you have kids? Do you have a dog? Do you have a cat? <laughs> a boyfriend? Where are you at?
1: Yeah, that's nice. Um, I am married. Uh, I'm married. I have Two, well, we have three children between us. One is um, Ian's from a previous marriage. Uh, we have a dog, a cat and wow. two chickens.
0: <laughs> wow, that, that's amazing. And, and 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 that's only possible because you're not living in the heart of London, right? <laughs> <Like you're,
1: laughs> yes, probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't live in the heart of London. I now live out in the countryside in Cheshire, which is lovely, beautiful. That's
0: amazing. And last question before we close up what's what's your advice to your twenty year old self like if you went back to the young Lou what would you tell her
1: sound like a cliche but i'm gonna i'm gonna say you know have faith in in yourself you know i was very i was very nervous of my own ability and I constantly thought that you know other people were better than me and as you grow up and as you see, you know the way that other people are working, you realise actually You're not. I'm not bad. I'm not bad at all. You know, I'm a bloody hard worker and I apply myself well. And you know, I should give myself some credit for that. And I didn't for many years. So I'd go back and say that. I think
0: brilliant. And guys, that that is it with this episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs. <laughs> and you know, lose last words. or <laughs> have <having> more confidence <laughs> in yourself and believe in Yeah, because you can do more than you think you can.
1: Yeah.
0: Thanks, Lou, for doing this. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm Pleasure. Those sure two. Cheers. And that's all for today's episode of Recruitment Entrepreneurs. Like and follow us if you like today's episode and want to hear more stories from the world of recruitment.